so we are talking about storytelling today. You know, and we, just before we hit record, we were talking about how this topic is so broad <laughs> and how can we narrow it down um, for this cast. So why don't we start with um, why, like, why do you think storytelling is important? Hmm. I think as I've gotten more experienced in my career and further along in my career, I find that your ability to craft and tell compelling stories is very tied to the success of your ability to get buy-in, to be able to sell people on an idea, right? And I think this is something that I, I haven't really paid too much attention to earlier on in my career, but I'm finding it way more important now. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're mainly talking about like telling stories to stakeholders. I mean, that I think that's kind of fresh on my mind, yep. but I think... You know, there's it's more broader. If you think about storytelling in relationship to, you know, like like us as humans, right? It's fundamental and ingrained in us, right? Mm-hmm. And it, like a good story, can uh, do a lot for you, uh, and it sort of is greater than the sum of its parts. And I think that's kind of where I come from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's fair. Um, and what about you? Yeah. So you know, stories are. They're the way our brains like process and store information. That's kind of how I mm-hmm. think about it. And like when you think about what we do, like user experience, right? The experience part, like how we remember our experiences with products, with whatever, is through storytelling. Like we re- we recite stories in our own brains, uh, you know, in order to remember an experience, right? Yeah. And so that's really powerful, right? Um, it's it's almost like the verbal manifestation of like our emotions and like how we felt in a particular point in time, right? Yeah, that that's a very good and fundamental way I think of looking at it. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the only sure. way, but I do think it's it's the most relatable way as humans in terms of how we process and remember. Yeah, these yeah. yeah, and I think as as designers like. Um, there's there's maybe two main ways that I, I see us using storytelling. The first is um, telling stories to ourselves so that we can better understand our domain, our users, our personas. Yeah, like um, a dirty map, yeah. right? That's, it's how, that's it's how we build empathy, right? We always talk about yeah. empathy as designers. Well, we do it through yeah. like either creating stories, reading stories. So that, that's how we build empathy. And, and the second, um, you know, more, more towards your point is the stories we tell others, right? Once you complete a project, how do you get everyone excited about it? How do you get everyone on board with the vision that it has um, in the future? And, uh, you know, and on the other end of the spectrum is at the onset of a project, like, how do you get everyone excited enough to invest the time and resources to do a project, right? Um, and that's a skill yeah. in and of itself, which I'm sure you're very familiar with. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the other part to this is it, it's a skill that I think that everyone can learn, but it is a skill that you kind of have to develop. Yeah. And I think the the challenge storytelling is is it's not necessarily a formula you can just kind of follow blindly. The way that I approach it is, 
you kind of have to figure out the pieces that you have and then understand how the story and narrative forms. Totally. Right. Yeah. And then you also realize once you kind of put the pieces together where your gaps are. And then that's where you kind of need to focus to flush out the, the story, the narrative that you're trying to tell. That is so true. Um, I see every, you know, story in whatever form it takes as kind of a puzzle, yeah. you know, and you kind of have an idea of what it's going to formulate into, but you don't know right off the bat where all the pieces fit. And so like, you know, yeah, yeah I, I, I see it the same way. And so, you know, whether I'm creating a deck for a presentation or, um, a, I don't know, performance evaluation or, or whatever, I always start with like a blank whiteboard of post-its, right? And like, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, I, I, I start to like plot the pieces I know and, you know, you can do this in point form or, or whatever, but, but yeah, like I see it as this like, you know, little jigsaw puzzle that you sort of start to build. Um, and it's actually, it's really rewarding when you work on like a, a keynote or a deck or a big presentation that you spent so long meticulously, you know, figuring how all the pieces fit together into the narrative that you want to tell. And then when, when you deliver it and you get that reaction from people, there's very little that compares to that feeling of satisfaction that you get at the end of telling a good story. Yeah. And when they're engaged with it and they understand it and you, you get that buy-in, right? Yeah. Like that alignment that you're looking for. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, yeah. One thing you said that was interesting is a story uh, doesn't really have a structure. I, I don't know. I forget. I forget the words you said. Like a formula. A form- like a yeah, there isn't a blind it, formula. Yeah. And I actually I was thinking about this. Like, I think there kind of is, and maybe there's more than one formula. But when I was, yeah. ta- was oh there, yeah, yeah sorry, so there's like tropes and there's like frameworks yeah, and yeah. stuff that you can definitely follow. But I think when I when I talk about blind formula, I think a lot of people, especially technical people kind of see it as like this like this thing that they can almost force out right if you just follow these steps you can kind of do it but it's ah. a bit more organic than that mm-hmm. right and the the sort of approach that i take and again i think you get you know uh, because it's a skill set you can develop you get better over time you understand like what works and what doesn't then again stylistically there's things that you you might try that I wouldn't, mm-hmm. right? And vice versa, right? So I think you kind of develop your own flavor of it as well. But if you look at, you know, some of the best storytellers out there, you look at some of the best speeches, um, you know, or you look at some of the best sort of like keynote presentations, they're all rooted in really, really great storytelling. Mm-hmm. And it follows, you know, this idea of like a build up, right? And you get people excited yep. for it. And this is like this climax and yes. like this sort of very satisfying conclusion to it. Like that, that's a framework I think that, you know, a lot of people can follow. Totally. But yeah, it's 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 um, the approach to it and how you I think go about you know figuring out that puzzle, so to speak. I think it's it's more organic, it's more fluid. Yeah, and I think that the one that you mentioned, where I think it's called the the mountain peak formula, where mm-hmm. there's like a build up and then you know there's some something happens, so there you know there's a, a downward a downward line there, and then. There's a climax, so there's a spike up, and then there's a resolution at the end. Um, that, like, you know, if you take that and try to pick it apart and apply it to your everyday work, mm. you will be pretty successful at storytelling. Yeah. If you can structure everything in a way that has a natural beginning, middle, and end, and somewhere in that journey, 
there's a high and low point um, that you can lean on and kind of like tug at people's emotions a little bit, regardless of, you know, if you're telling a story of your own experience or if you're showing a mock-up to a bunch of stakeholders, there's ways to abstract that formula into the work. Yeah. And, but yeah, you're right. Like there's so many different formulas and tropes and things and, you know, you could just keep it simple. Like not every story needs a character and needs a hero and needs a setting. Um, although those are yeah. basic things and fundamental things of a story, you can be very successful at telling a story with none of those things. Um, as long as you can articulate some sort of beginning, middle, end with a climax in there. <laughs> right. Agreed. Here's another thing I was thinking about, and you were kind of, you kind of alluded this to this a little bit, but in your opinion, can you can you be a bad presenter, but tell a good story? I don't think so. I, so I, I think there's, there's overlap. And, you know, if you create a, and deliver a great presentation, more than likely it's also because there's a great story to it. Right. But I think there's skill sets on developing a story and a narrative that differs from presenting well, which mm-hmm. is kind of you know, your ability to clearly articulate and communicate, talk properly, that kind of thing. Yep. And then there's also things like gravitas and bravado and, mm-hmm. and you know, ways of telling it compellingly. Yep. But I think they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, I, I think I agree. Like I was trying to figure out in my head, like, is there a separation? And yeah, I think it's a Venn diagram that has a huge overlap. Um, yep. And yeah, the you know the medium by which the story is delivered is is as important as as the story itself in in many cases. Yeah, I almost look at it like as probably some of the best speech writers aren't the best people to give that speech, right? Mm-hmm. So you know it's it's not necessarily about the words on on the paper. That's a good point. It, it's it, there, there's both there's two components to it. Yep. Yeah. No, that's a great great example. Um, yeah. Can you think of a can you think of an example in your own career where either telling a story or creating a story has helped you create some sort of impact? Yeah. I mean, I think so. You know, I, I do a lot of mentoring and um, I do a lot of sort of like portfolio reviews and case study reviews. And I think one of the biggest things I see missing is people don't treat their case study as a story. It's a business story, mm-hmm. right. That you're trying to tell. And it's it's a, a lot of sort of juniors that are coming in that are mentor kind of see it as as just presenting the facts like it is what it is right but if in in it's very situational right depending on how the sort of project happened and and you know some of the requirements of it and and um you know some of the other variables that always come into play when you're whenever you're doing a project um it can change Right. So I'm sure, you know, you've also seen a lot of the sort of very formulaic case studies that come out of like boot camps, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and have sort of, I, I think, it's a very saturated the industry at this point. Um, but like I can see that from a mile away. I'm like, oh, like this probably came from like a boot camp because yep. it follows a very specific formula and whatnot. Um, I, like I think it's a, you know, it, it's good to learn the fundamentals and basics of it. But I think. The next level of that then becomes, well, how do you take the pieces and then, again, same pieces, right? But you're kind of reframing it, restructuring it, and putting it in a, in a way where now it has a compelling story that people can 
sort of understand, right? And mm-hmm. again, the fundamentals of storytelling, right? So it's relatable, it's engaging, um, and and you come out of it with something that's greater than the sum of its parts, um, you know, than than what you normally would would have without that sort of narrative piece to it. Yeah, no, that's a good example. How about you? Yeah, like I think uh, you know when it comes to uh, creating a vision for the team. Right, mm. we use storytelling. Oh, that's a vision is all a story, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Because again, like we need to transport people into another world, where like the manifestation of our product, of our whatever experience that we're trying to deliver into the world, has already become a reality, and the only way, it's like the bright future, yeah, like yeah. the only way to get yeah. people to rally around a cause and get them excited about it is if you can put them in that state of mind right and it's very hard i I think though (laughs) yeah just on on that note i think this actually synergizes very well with the skill sets of a designer right because we're visual people Mm -hmm. and uh, you know i i I think it was an event a while ago that me and you both attended where one of the the keynote speakers that said you know design's like a superpower Mm -hmm. right to be able to take like an abstract concept or a vision of something yep. and turn it into something that's a bit more tangible, yep. something that's just not, you know, words that are abstract above, above your head. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to do that for people and get alignment for people and, and everyone thinking the same thing yeah. is, is a very, very powerful skill set. And I think designers deliver on that, right. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, we're, we're told stories since we're kids, right? Yeah. I had two kids. I read stories to them every day. Um, and so all your life you've been exposed to this structure and to this concept, yet it's so hard to do, right? And to, mm-hmm. to get right. Like what are some things that you do or are doing or have done to get better like at this you keep talking about that this is a skill well how do how do we build the skill i think for me it kind of clicked when and and this is more within the context of of like business and, and business uh and like design strategy but it really clicked once i did it once or twice and understood like how the the separate pieces like if you worked at them in almost a silo don't quite add up to the potential of it when you put it together in a meaningful way, mm-hmm. right? So usually when there's some sort of like business case you're, you're creating, you have a vision, you have a mission, you have your goals, you know, you probably have something around like your roadmap and then you have like your financials and 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 all of that. And the the challenge here is that, you know, if you wor- work on these things separately and at some point you do, right? And you don't check into how it fits into the bigger picture, that bigger picture just becomes very cloudy and murky, right? And there's no clarity. And I think a very strong strategy has very good clarity and narrative helps with that. Yep. Yeah. Were there actual like things that, you know, you you woke up in the morning and said, I'm going to do this to get better at storytelling? Uh, I want to say I was that tactical. I think... Um, my epiphany more recently came from trying to teach it to my team. Got it. Right. And I think understanding 
where the gaps are not and, and almost like as a reminder of where I was, mm-hmm. you know, when I sort of first started thinking about some of these things and was exposed to it um, was a good reminder on a, the importance of it, but also how difficult it kind of is. And, and again, everyone's a little bit different. So their journey on, on how to get good at this will be different, but I see it. Right. And I see multiple sort of people on my team who I'm, I'm trying to guide and, and, and mentor uh, on the skill set. Yep. Um, uh, develop this right, and and you know they they also come up with their sort of own interesting ways of doing it as well. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that that's where sort of this top of mind topic came from, and I'm kind of like knee deep in it right yeah. now. Yeah, no, that's cool. One uh, one tactic that uh, I don't know if it's a tactic, but one approach that I've been using in my storytelling, specific or especially when. I'm presenting like a deck or something is uh, start with the punchline. Mm. And so here's the thing, like, you know, we, we talk about structure, we talk about a beginning, middle and end. Um, and it's important to understand and, and have that structure laid out. But the fun part about storytelling is that you don't have to necessarily like follow that structure in, in a linear fashion. Right. Yeah. Have you ever watched a movie that like started in the past or in the future and like the first moment, yeah, there you go. Right. right? Um, yeah. <laughs> but like, and, but the rest of the movie um, like takes place in another time or it's playing catch up or in mm. this case it's backwards. Yeah. Like that movie started with the end. Right. So that's, that's kind of where I'm getting at. It's like, you can start with the climax or you can start with the solution or start with the punchline um, and say like, you know, like, like the first sentence could be, uh, we made a million people's lives better, right? And yeah. boom, you had people hooked with like five words, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so the the story can be linear, but the process isn't, right? right. And I think that's, I, I think there's there's an expectation because the story is linear that the process should be too. Mm-hmm. But I think that's actually rarely the case. I might be wrong here in the sense of people that are actually really really good at storytelling, like like the best, right? Mm-hmm. You know, probably have it down pat. Where it's a bit more linear, right? And it's a bit more of a uh, a solidified process to them. Yep. But I think for the majority of folks, where where that's not necessarily our, our main craft, right? And it's, it's kind of like a almost a secondary skill set to to you know uh, help us in in, in our roles. Yeah. Um. It's 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 probably a bit more chaotic. Yeah, it feels like it. It feels that way. Every time yeah. I write a story, there's always things that you know, have been left out or that I had to put in, although they felt uncomfortable or whatever. And just like any design, it's never perfect. And there's always things that in retrospect, you wish you could have done better. And, you know, it's a living, it could be a living, breathing document that, you know, it keeps evolving over time. Yeah. You know, one of the best piece of advice that I got to around presenting and, and, and deck work and stories was, you know, it's it's also not about you, right? It's it's about the audience mm-hmm. and, and the message you're trying to convey and making sure that they you, you're thinking about how they best receive that message and engage with that message. Yeah. Right. And I think oftentimes we get caught up in the like about us or like how do I present it, right? In in the best way or 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 how I'm perceiving the story. But if if it doesn't you know, ring or resonate with the audience, it's a moot point, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's kind of like you know the, the the way that we we design with empathy and and user centered design right like you kind of have to think about your users first and yep you know when it comes to storytelling it's about your audience yeah no wholeheartedly agree 
Um, Any final pieces of advice or how would you get someone that's maybe just starting in their UX career thinking about storytelling, maybe in a way that is a little bit of ahead of what they're comfortable with? Yeah. You know, I like, for example, like, you know, if you're interviewing, <laughs> right, if you're trying to look yeah. for a job, storytelling is kind of a no brainer, <laughs> right? Um, if you can, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think, yeah, like if you, if I look at some of the best people that I've interviewed, you know, they may not, even if they're like nervous or, you know, they, they aren't the best communicator, communicators, they're at least engaging, mm-hmm. right? In, in the way that they tell and, you can tell that a, a, a story is, you know, something that they're either passionate about or from the heart, right? And then you could also tell like the, the opposite of it when, when they're kind of BSing something yep. or, you know, it, it's 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 something that's not necessarily important to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've seen both sides of that as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, you know, I, I really loved diving into this topic. You know, the storytelling is something that you know, in the 10, 15 years that, you know, we've been <laughs> in this profession, it's something that, uh, you know, we're continuously learning how to do better and better. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And and that's not something you ever really perfect either. Like a story I, I've never really say is done. Yeah. Like there's no finish line. Totally. Um, I, there, I mean, there might be any, but there, there's always ways to improve a story, right? So, yep. yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Awesome. Well, thanks for tuning in.